0: Hi, welcome to Dorchester Community Church. This is our online broadcast from Sunday, the 20th of September. I'm so anxious. Get me out of here. Listen out for songs with the word worry in it. Hi, my name's Roger, and I'm the pastor of the church here. Welcome to Dorchester Community Church. You know, ours is supposed to be the worry-free generation. We've got all sorts of gadgets and gimmicks to make life easier so that we can live life with less anxiety. We've got machines that can wash our clothes. We've got machines that can wash the dishes. We've got machines that whereby we can uh, we can get money out of the bank instead of going into it. Our cars have more computing power than the lunar module that put men on the moon. At the touch of a button, we know we can be in contact with anybody, anywhere in the world. And that's amazing. Incredible when you've got a daughter like I have who lives in Australia. A couple of weeks ago, within seconds of her being proposed to her now fiancé, uh, was able to contact me whilst Gemma was still sobbing, being able to push of a button to FaceTime me to tell me exactly what had occurred. Incredible, and yet despite all those technological advances, we're probably the most worried generation the world has ever seen. Wouldn't that be roundabout true? Anxiety reduction is one of the biggest bignesses, booming businesses in the western world. Well that whole subject of worry is what we're going to be giving our minds to today. Is worry good or bad? Are we able to not worry at all? Or if we are suffering in that way then what can or should we do about it? Was it a bit too simplistic when Jesus just seemed to say well do not worry?
1: That's what we're going to be exploring together today. Hope that you will join us. Welcome to Dorchester Community Church. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna
0: Matata. Remember the film this is from?
1: Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata.
2: It means no worries. Hakuna Matata. What a
3: wonderful phrase.
1: Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing craze. No worries For the rest of your days It's a our problem-free Philosophy ow, ow. We were mentioning about
0: today's theme, being like not worrying, not being anxious. That's a lot easier for me, maybe, than Maria, because it's Maria that's going to be sharing with the teacher today. So, Maria, firstly... Tell us
4: how you're feeling today. Well, I have to say, I am feeling a little bit anxious, but um, hopefully all will be well.
0: Nervous tension, nervous yeah, excitement. nervous excitement. That sounds much better, doesn't it? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, family, and what you do for a living and stuff like that.
4: Okay, so I'm married to Paul, who's one of the leaders here. Between us, we've got four children, Seb, Jack, Ben, and Joshua. And um, I, I've worked at Daniel's First School for quite a long time. And I retrained as a counsellor a little while ago and then got a job three days a week as a children and people's counselor at Stars Dorset and I've carried on working two days a week at school. But now I'm about to leave school and um, start private practice with somebody working one day a week and hopefully have Fridays off. And how do you feel about that change? I'm a little bit anxious and really excited. Look <laughs> at Fridays are off.
0: So you know all about this subject, because we've already spoken twice about anxiety and stuff like that. Wouldn't it be great, though, if instead of us worrying or anything else, it was so easy to just not worry at all? Take a look at this
1: video, clip. Go. <laughs> Go. Well, tell what? me. Tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well... I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. (laughs) I just, I start thinking about being buried alive and I begin to panic.
0: Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box?
1: No, no, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house anything boxy
5: <laughs> so what what you're saying is you're uh, you're claustrophobic uh yes
1: yes that's
0: it <laughs> all right well uh, let's go Catherine I'm uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now I, I want you to listen to them very very carefully then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in into your life
5: well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most we find most people can uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. You're here, here,
1: there. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it!
4: Stop it! Yes. S T O P. New word. IT! It would be nice if it was that easy, wouldn't it? Worried? Anxious? Just stop it. But life isn't really like that, is it? And the title of this week is I'm so worried! Get me out of here! And probably when we feel like that, that's exactly the thing that we want to shout. Now, I don't see myself as a worrier particularly, But since taking on this topic, over the last few weeks, there have been so many things that I have been worried about. And obviously doing this talk has been one of them. But even worries from the past that I thought were gone, they've come back as well. And because I've been doing this talk, if I'm honest, I've spent a lot more time looking at God and looking at his word than I would have done normally. And I've actually found that that's really helped me. Now, Jesus talked about lots of different things that affect us. And one of those things is worry. And Cleo is now going to read from us from Matthew.
2: The reading for today is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 to 34. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one... And love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap. Or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you they're not even Solomon. In all his splendor was
1: dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the
2: grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things.
0: And who was this?
1: Every is be all right. Ow! Ow!
0: This is a song called No Longer Slaves. Performed by Maria, Michelle, Martin and Richard. of being a slave to fear give it to God as we worship now you're his child if you know him and worry can act as a fear give it to God right now ask him to remove it from you of being his child. To Maria for today's teaching.
4: Wouldn't it be good if we could be free of fear? Let's turn back to the passage. So verse 25 starts, therefore, so we need to notice what's said before. And it's really about money. It's about warning us not to make money our main goal or focus, because where our treasure is, that's where our heart is also. Then it goes on to say, don't worry. Sounds a bit like stop it, doesn't it? But Jesus is not like the therapist in the clip we've just seen. He knows that we have a spirit, but we also have a physical body and brains that develop responses according to our past experiences. Jesus understands how our humanness can trip us up. He gets it because he was one. What I think God wants to show us this morning, or to remind us of, is that he knows, he cares, and he's got this. He knows. He knows what we need, and he knows us. In Matthew, we read a list of things that Jesus says we don't need to worry about. Food, drink, our bodies... As a nation, according to the Food and Drink Federation, food and drink contributes to £28.2 billion to the economy annually and is a key part of the nation's £110 billion farm-to-fork chain. According to the independent newspaper, the 5-2 diet alone is worth £2 billion. According to the British Council website, the fashion industry is worth £26 billion. So as a nation, what we eat and drink and what we wear and our bodies take a lot of our money and our focus. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with liking nice food. Paul and I like to go out for meals and I don't think there's anything wrong with liking um, to have nice clothes. In fact, I'm fairly sure that God saved these shoes for me. I went into Clark's. They were one of a kind. They were only 10 pounds and they were in my size. And every time I look at them, whether I wear them or not, and they're quite high, so I don't wear them often, they make me smile. But making those things our main focus and obsessing over them isn't good for us. Now, for some people, through no fault of their own, what they're going to eat or drink or how they're going to clothe their families is very much in their minds. And that's because maybe they don't know how they're going to do those things. And if we've been fortunate enough to not be in that position, it's very difficult to know exactly how hard that is and what that feels like. But sometimes, out of... Desperate situations, God can bring miraculous provision. And here are two stories born not out of desperation, but nonetheless miraculous for those involved. The first example is mine. When I was 17, I went on something called Ace Teams, which stands for Active Christian Evangelism. And it was basically a gap year. While there, I really wanted to have some photos developed, remember that? And I needed five pounds, and I didn't have it, so I prayed. And a couple of days later, an envelope arrived through the door with five pounds in it, with a note, God told me to send you this. That was miraculous for me. Another example is somebody else's. Somebody I used to know called Clyde Sandry um, set, told of an example of his family when they were going on a family mission trip and they had told their children to pray for their own fare. They had a little girl at the time who was about four and she said, Mum, Dad, guess what? God said, my money is going to arrive tomorrow morning in a brown envelope. Well, they panicked. They went and drew some money out Put it in a brown envelope and thought before we go to bed tonight we must remember to put it on the mat and of course they forgot so in the morning they woke up panicked got out of bed went to the stairs and the little girl was sitting on the bottom stair with a brown envelope in her hand mum dad my money's here Well, we may not feel that we have the faith for those kind of miracles, but what can we lose by asking? At the very worst, we're in the same position as we were before, and maybe we'd give God an opportunity to show us his provision. We're going to read from Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, different translations use worry and anxious interchangeably, and today we hear a lot about anxiety. But I think it's worth noting here that worry and anxiety are not the same things. Worry is seen as something in our minds and to to do with our thoughts. And anxiety is more of a visceral feeling, it's more of a felt feeling. Now worry can lead to anxiety, but also it can come from things of the past, And, you know, we may not know why we're experiencing the feelings or the symptoms that we're having. Many of you will remember um, and know Hannah Medici, who came to this church for many years. And she gave me a postcard once, and on it was a door. And it had the words, When Satan knocks at your door with things from the past, just shout, Jesus, it's for you! I really liked that and of course God wants us to you know to help us with these things but there are many other things as well things like counselling and medication and exercise and by no means am I advocating throwing those to the side but God says do not worry and do not be anxious because he knows how horrible it feels
0: I think you've you made some very uh, rather salient uh, points there, uh, Mary. Uh, I, I'd like to uh, just reflect, uh, if I may, uh, just briefly on that word, uh, worry. Uh, the, uh, the new testament, uh, the Greek, uh, obviously it was written in, a, in a uh, the, the original Greek, the uh, original Greek word worry actually means divided uh, and distracted uh, hardly A healthy or positive uh, uh, term. Uh, Jesus is is, is saying we shouldn't be anxious about our our physical uh, lives, the basics of what we uh, eat or or drink or our body or what we wear. It's it's the same uh, word as in Luke chapter 10, verse 41, I I believe it is. Um, Maybe it's served incorrectly, where in reference to Martha, uh, Jesus says, You are anxious, uh, Martha, troubled about many things. Uh, the, the, the tense of the uh, the verb is what's uh, uh, quite important here. Uh, verse, verse 25, for example, uh, stop worrying if you already are it's more than a bad habit. Uh, end it uh, because it's wrong, like uh, biting your fingernails or such like. Uh, whereas verse 31, uh, Jesus progresses and uses the phrase, do not be anxious, emphasising that, that don't start uh, worrying. Uh, so if, if, if you don't already have that bad habit, then, then simply don't, don't start it. Uh, uh, of course, when we'll be, we we'll be here, Jesus' teaching us, very easy for us to think uh, to ourselves, well, it's fine uh, for you to say, but times are really hard uh, right now. Uh, And that may well be true uh, in terms of your own individual uh, situation or or circumstance. But but let's not forget, um, things were not easy in Jesus' day uh, either. Uh, So culturally speaking, if we go back... Uh, and look at the historicity. Um, uh, things are not, are not really as hard in the physicality of today as it were at Jesus day. Um, uh, so, uh, so for example, there weren't any shopping centres uh, where you could, you could just go and buy uh, whatever you wanted. Food, you you most likely had to farm it for yourself or trek to the marketplace uh, and then hope that what you needed also was available. Uh, water. Uh, obviously a very great concern in that uh, very um, uh, semi-arid part of the world. uh, world. Uh, Clothing, uh, for the most part, uh, well, well, people had to make it themselves. Um, uh, So so really most just lived lived to survive, I think it would be true to say. To the poorer people, an annual uh, change of clothing was by no means uh, guaranteed when winter came. Uh, well, when, 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 when winter came, uh, well, it could be incredibly cold in these, these uh, parts, uh, and it could even snow in, in Jerusalem. Uh, the original uh, "I'm dreaming of a white Christmas" uh, okay, okay, comes to mind. Uh, uh, you wanting the necessities of life is, of course, very normal. Uh, just, just don't worry about it. This is the, this is what Jesus is trying to get across uh, to his hearers. I think, and if you do, or you have been, they confess it. Give the problem. To God and ask uh, for His help. So uh, back to you, uh, uh, Mary. Why worry? There should be laughter after me.
1: There should be sunshine after me. These things have always been the same. So why worry now?
0: Can you name this band?
4: Uh, not sure who Mary is but let's get back to the message if worry is connected to thoughts let's think about our thoughts for a moment we have an enemy people calling different names sometimes maybe the devil or Satan but whatever whatever we call him he wants to keep us bound up, kind of imprisoned Um, he wants to steal our joy he wants to stop us from looking at God and wants us to stop us asking him for help in a minute we're going to watch a clip and although in the clip it's about really smearing somebody's name it is a tactic that Satan can often use and it's whispers did God really say that? but what if you're so pathetic. Why do you think you can come and be recorded and do a talk? Whispers.
0: You hear anything from Olivia? She's not going to step down, and neither am I. We're at an impasse. Okay, well, Jean and I have been discussing the situation, and we think we know what you need to do. Well, what is that?
1: Whisper campaign.
0: It's the best way to bring down an enemy if you don't want to get your hands dirty. How do you think I stole the
3: Cheese Club Presidency away from Bruce?
1: Whisper. I heard he thought
3: Gamma Bear was co-cheese. And how do you think I got Janet and her horrible daughter Dakota to drop out of Baby Bongo's class? Whisper. I heard Dakota has foot and mouth to Sir, you have to give us permission to do this. Weaponize our sweet little mouths. Ugh, how are we on the same side of this? This is not a strategy I'd normally entertain. However, challenging Olivia publicly is out of the question. So, what do you have in mind? Whispers. What, yes, I know, but what specifically are the words that you would be whispering?
1: She lied on her resume. She's a shoplifter. She planted evidence. She seduced a priest. She bats her stats.
4: She's sort of stinky. Well, that made me laugh. In 2 Corinthians 10, it talks about spiritual war that's going on and sometimes it can feel like there's a war going on in our minds. Verse 5 tells us to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Now I recognize that that isn't that easy but I'm going to share with you something that I've been trialing lately and it's really helped me. So when the thoughts come that I don't want I acknowledge them I tell God and I ask him to deal with them. And I have to say that is working much better for me than my old tactics, which were to either pretend they didn't exist or to um, feel guilty about them. Now, unwanted thoughts will come, but we don't have to make them a cup of tea, sit down on the sofa and have a chat with them. Thoughts affect our feelings. If we think about something sad, we feel sad. If we remember a good memory, we can find ourselves smiling or even laughing. Philippians 4, verse 8, says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable... If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. When we do this, our brain releases calming chemicals. We might think that we don't know how to meditate, but if we know how to worry, we know how to meditate. It's just thinking about different things. So God knows the things that you need. Not just the things that you can see, but he also knows what you need emotionally. He knows where you need healing. He knows because he knows you. You are important to him. He cares. Whether you know it, feel it, or understand it, you are important. God knew you before you were born. He saw your first step. He heard your first word. He felt every pain and hurt He's collected every tear. He is interested in what you think, how you feel, and he wants to hear whatever it is you have to say, whether you label it good or bad. His love is not dependent on you loving him or believing in him. But there is a distinction made in verses 31 and 32 between those who know God and those who don't. We're going to read from the message, Matthew 6, verses 30 to 34. If God gave such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God the way that he works, they fuss over these things, but you know God and how he works. Steep your life in God's reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to God what God's doing right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever comes your way tomorrow when it comes. If you've never asked God into your life, that doesn't change anything about um, how he loves you or he's wanting to know you, but it does change what you can access. Some like to think of it like a door that you can walk through or not, or a present that you can open or not, that there's choice. Now, this present comes with life, um, with great promises of friendship with Jesus, Holy Spirit to help you, and a transition into being a child of God with a heavenly Father. But all this does come at a cost. Not as we know it, not as buying something, it's not like um, we have to earn or we pay for the gift that Jesus gives us of forgiveness and new life. The Bible uses the word repentance though, and repentance means turning around and going in a different direction. My husband, Paul, loves cars. So I'm going to use a car analogy that I actually nicked from somewhere else. Now, we can invite Jesus into our car, but offer him different seats. We can offer him the back seat. He can observe what we're up to. We can call over our shoulder occasionally and maybe ask for directions or have a chat. Or we can offer him the passenger seat. He can sit next to us and we can talk, we can ask questions and listen and occasionally we can even go in the direction that he's asking us to. Or we can offer him the driver's seat. Now this is difficult, especially if you've been hurt in the past. But he may also ask us to maybe stop doing something that we enjoy that isn't good for us. Or he might want us to do something that we don't want to, like doing a talk. He might even ask us to give something away that we want to keep. Now, there are enormous benefits to allowing him to have the driver's seat. For example, we don't need to worry about where we're going or getting the things that we need. In Isaiah, 41 verse 13 it says for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says do not fear I will help you and in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 it says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future he knows what he's doing He's got this. More on that shortly.
0: Hello, Selma. I wondered if you'd like any worries today.
6: Um, I've got plenty, thank you. You've got
0: um, plenty. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, tell us, what sort of things would you be worried uh, about yourself? I worry
6: about somebody with a camera in my face, <laughs> star, but that's only a little worry. Um, well, over the last few years, but the last couple of years particularly, there have been lots of worries I think you worry more about your children than you do about yourself. And this is
0: even when they're grown-up children, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you
6: never stop really worrying about them. But you don't have to worry, especially on your own, because if you've got Jesus in your life, he'll take the worries. So you don't have to worry on your own.
0: That's fantastic. So yeah. a, shared, a shared burden and shared concern. Yeah. That's really, really helpful. Did you say you had something that you'd like to read as well? yes. Yes.
6: Those who know me know that I'm very, very a big fan of Max Lucado, American okay, yeah. evangelist. And this is something he wrote. It's about the verse in Colossians. God was with Abraham, even calling the patriarch his friend. But he is in you, with God in you. You have a million resources you didn't have before. Can't stop worrying? Christ can. And he lives within you. Can't forget the past or forget, forsake your bad habits. Christ can, and he lives within you. So if you make the decision to follow Jesus and he's in your life, he'll do the worry and he'll take all the worry from you.
0: Fantastic. Look, you didn't need to worry about having a camera put in your face at all, <laughs> did you? That was amazing. Thanks ever so much, Selma. Oh, that was alright. brilliant.
6: I did want to thank everybody as well for the th- practical things you can do when you know somebody's got a problem and a lot of worries tell them that mm. you're praying for them so thank everybody who is still praying for Paul and years ago when he had his motorbike accident mm. the people who were kind and prayed make such a difference
0: prayer makes a difference
6: yeah oh, it does mm. so if, if God prompts you to pray about somebody or to think about somebody phone them then do it. And, and tell them
0: that's great. Thanks ever so much, Thelma. I really right. appreciate that. Sel. Okay, bye. Love
6: to everybody. Bye.
0: Well, that was really great Wyatt, to actually say hi to Thelma, but for Thelma as well to share with us what I think is one of the, the antidotes to our, all our, our worries, our anxieties which is to take those things to God in prayer. And Maria's been saying uh, very much the same thing as she's been encouraging us about this God who knows, the God who cares, the God who's got it. If that's the case, why not just take all of this stuff to him and leave it there? And that's what we're going to do now as Millie is going to lead us in a time of prayer. So we're going to pray together now.
5: Heavenly Father, I come before you to thank you for everything you do to us every day. We confess to forgive us whenever we feel down and forget that you are the only way out for our problems. Lord, when your people are crushed by fears and worry, Lord, I pray to remind us of your power and your grace. Fill us with your Peace, as we trust in you alone. Lord, sometimes life and circumstances we face are just hard, but you are the source of our peace. In Psalms 34, verse 17, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their problems. The Lord is close to the heart broken and saves those who are crushed in secret. Lord, I pray that whatever difficult times people are facing right now, may you set them free and fill them with peace, strength and wisdom and take the weight out of them. You are our source of peace in the midst of the storms. In Jesus' name, I pray to remember the sick And Lord, give them special healing by your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thank you very much, Millie. And thank you for that lovely cup of coffee. Now, it is now time for our... It's a celebration. Okay, celebrations. We've not got that many this week. In actual fact, we've only got two. Firstly, we've got a birthday on Monday of a fellow Arsenal supporter. Uh, So, Jack, a very happy birthday to you. Um, I'm going to have to give this to your mum, and she'll make sure you get it. So here you go, mum.
1: Thank you.
0: She dropped it, Jack. You're not at all surprised, are you? Okay, so Jack's birthday on Monday. Happy birthday to you, mate. Anyway, I hope you have a good one. And then on Thursday, the person who is editing this for you right now, she probably won't thank me for that, but it's Andrea's birthday. So, Andrea, hope you have a great birthday. And I'm not sure if we can get this to you through the camera. Probably not, but there's a, a chocolate there going to be waiting for you as well. Happy birthday. Just the two celebrations we've got this week. Probably if I'm going to add another one. Behind the camera right now, Sue's had her debut at filming. So, Sue, want to say thank you very much for you. Have you enjoyed it? Yes. <laughs> yes, she says, looking <laughs> terrified. There's your chocolate. OK. Now, over to a slot for Community Kids. Remember that? From Claire, Laura, and today, from Sarah.
3: Hello, community kids. I've brought some beautiful flowers today to join me in this video, because Jesus is using flowers as an illustration in the Bible passage that we read today. We've got a lovely rose here. We've got some beautiful carnations which kind of start green in the middle, and gradually, as they go out to the edge, they become pink. We've got some Little tiny carnations and a mystery plant. I don't know what this one is. Does anybody know what that is? Anyway, it's very pretty and it's got little purple leaflets all the way around it and lots of flowers on each branch. In the Bible passage today, we've read, Jesus says, Do not worry. What makes you feel worried? Something that's a bit silly that makes me feel worried is doing the washing up. I don't know why, but whenever I do the washing up, I feel really worried. In the Bible passage, the people that were being worried weren't worried by silly things. They weren't even particularly worried by big, scary things. They were actually worried by little things of normal life. What you eat, what you drink, and what you wear very basics of life. And Jesus was saying to them, don't worry about the basics of life, because you know that God knows what you need, God made you, God loves you, and he will provide. And he said, God made the flowers, and he provides their beauty. God made the birds, and he provides their food, so God made you. He knows what you need, and he'll provide what you need. So don't worry. There's just no point. But sometimes it can be really hard not to worry, can't it? It's not easy to just say, from now on, I will not worry. Hmm, I can't do that. It doesn't work. Something that can help is to do as Jesus said. That always helps. So sometimes if you're worried about things, a good idea is to go out for a walk, And go and look at the flowers that God made beautiful and the birds in the air that God gave food to. And you can remind yourself of what Jesus said in this Bible passage. And another good thing to do is what Jesus says at the end of this passage. He says, instead of worrying, seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. That means seek to live the way that God wants us to live. And do the things that God wants us to do. In the same way that we trust him to provide for us we can trust him that when we follow him he will lead us in really good ways and we won't have to worry because we'll be concentrating on something much better and more interesting and much more useful. So I've got a little art challenge for you to finish. Maybe you can't go out for a walk every time you feel a bit worried but in this art challenge, I'd like you to do what I'm going to show you. You can find some pictures in magazines, or maybe you're a bit better at art than me, you can draw them. And we can find some pictures of birds and flowers and use them to make yourself a poster. And write some of the words from this Bible passage that Jesus said about not worrying. Onto your poster and add some art to it. So I'm going to get my print stick and stick my pictures of flowers and my pictures of, I think it's a toucan, onto my poster. And I've written, do not worry. Look at the birds and the flowers. God knows what you need. Now I hope you can make a poster. That says the kind of words that you've read from the Bible passage and that are particularly spoken to you. And then you can use this somewhere to help you when you feel worried and to help you to trust God who loves you and knows what you need. So I think maybe I should put that above the sink to help me when I'm doing the washing up. Bye, guys
4: in every life we have some trouble but when you worry you make it double
0: don't worry be happy don't worry be happy now. thanks
4: sarah kids i hope you've got all of that and let us know how you get on We've been thinking about the fact that God knows. He knows what we need and he knows us. We've also realized that he cares. He cares about us. And now we're going to think about the fact that he's got this. So Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, Matthew 6, verse 33 is a really important verse to me. It's a verse I know well because it was a verse that was given to me when I was baptised in water. Um, and you can, I think you can see some pictures of people being baptised on our website. Um, and I was quite young at the time, so it was a really long time ago. But this verse has always stayed with me. And when we seek something, one of the meanings of seeking is that we look for it. And we're going to have a bit of a think now about what we are looking for and what we're looking at. Where we are now, or where you are now, just notice something that's in front of you. Now notice something behind. Now look at both at the same time. We can't, can we? Let's try something else. Let's look to the side, to the floor, to the ceiling. And now let's try and look at all of it. It's really difficult, we just can't do it, can we? In the same way, it's really difficult to focus on God's agenda and our agenda at the same time. Here, God promises that if we seek him first, if we put him first, he will sort everything else out. And in my experience, when God sorts things out and what God provides is much better than what I can do myself. Keeping our eyes on God reminds us how big he is, how powerful, how kind, how generous. It helps us to get a different perspective, to see a bigger picture. Now God sees the end from the beginning. And yes, he has a plan for you and he has a plan for me. But he also has a bigger plan and he has a part for each one of us in it. What you're going through right now may not make sense, but God can turn these things around for your good and to fulfill his greater purpose. God promises to give us strength for today. We don't need tomorrow's strength today. Verse 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has... In-. Remember, the message puts it like this. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. To be able to trust him, to allow him to take the will, we need to know him because it's really hard to trust somebody you don't know. So how do we get to know somebody? Well, we talk to them. We listen to them. And that's really how we get to know God. We talk to him. We listen to him. Maybe sit quietly with him. Spend time with him. When we read the Bible, we learn about God, but also about His promises to us. When we worship, our attention is drawn off of ourselves and our circumstances, and drawn onto Him, and in that place we can find comfort and strength and healing. He's so much more than we could begin to understand, so much more powerful than we could ever imagine, He loves us more than we could ever comprehend. We can learn to rest in him and to trust beyond what we can see and what we can feel. We were not designed to have the responsibility ourselves. We were designed to be in relationship with God. And Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And now we're thinking about when um, oxen are plowing a field maybe, and they're in harness, and I understand that the practice is to put an inexperienced ox with um, with an experienced one, so they can be taught the ropes. And here, this is what Jesus is saying to us: Learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. A song's going to play in a moment by Casting Crowns, and it's called "Just Be Held." And if you're feeling worried or anxious today, just take a breath with me now. Ask God to come and sit with you, and listen to this song. This is
0: Just Beheld by Casting cranes. Listen to the
1: words. Make them your own. Hold it all together, everybody needs you strong. Life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on. And when you're tired of fighting, chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender. Lay it down and let it go. So when you're on your knees and then seems so far away, you're not alone. Stop holding on and just be. Stop holding on and just be, just be held Just be held Just be held If your eyes are on a storm You wonder if a love is still But if your eyes are on the cross You know I always have and I always will the night a tear is wasted In time you'll understand I'm painting
0: Imagine yourselves being held by God
1: now. Stop holding on and just be here. Your world's not falling apart, it's falling into place. I'm on the throne, stop holding on.
0: Own mind. Picture this God who not only made you, and has a purpose for you, but who loves you so much that he just wants to hold on
1: to you, to assure you it's going to be okay. There was that challenge through the song, wasn't there, about where our eyes are. Are they focused on the storm? And in our context today, we
0: would interpret that as maybe in our worries, our anxieties, or are our eyes on the cross, the one who gave himself for us when he died on the cross. But he's no longer dead, he is alive. I scribbled a line towards the end of the song that said, rather find your rest in the arms of the God who won't let you go. What a comfort when we think about, I'm so anxious, get me out of here, to move to a place where we can just rest in God in who he is and in the peace that he is wanting for us not that all those storms and anxieties go away just like that but rather we know that he's got our best interests at heart and just wants
1: ourselves to live in the reality that he's got it
0: that's what Maria said he knows, he cares and he really has got it here's one final song which speaks about the faithfulness of God it's a song by Martin Smith. Great your faithfulness. Reflect on this. Sing your hearts out. If you've got any questions or concerns or anything else you want to chat about about the church, why not, before this uh, this day is out, scribble those out, type those out, get in touch. You can see that through our homepage. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, I'm going to say, God bless. And may you have a worry-free rest of your day. God bless.
1: Reach your faithfulness. Oh God, my father. Oh God, my And so I'll love you until the end When shadows fall
0: God for his incredible faithfulness towards us. Okay, so a bit of a competition for you. There was four clips of secular songs that we played. Each were each of those songs, sorry, had the word worry in it. Can you remember those songs? Each having been hits in the charts. Hmm, I wonder. If you can, let us know. Four songs. Who was singing? Our thanks as well extended to Professor Terence. Ending here with a little bit of a clip.
3: The Lion
0: King. Uh-huh. Remember that? we out of zebra.
3: Any animal? Nuh-uh. Hippo? Nope. Listen, kid. If you live with us, you have to eat like us. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub.
1: Ew, what's
3: that? A hey, grub. What's it look like?
1: Ew, gross. Mm.
3: Tastes like chicken. Slimy yet
2: satisfying. These are rare delicacies. Mm. Mm. He comes with a very pleasant crunch. You're learning to love him! I'm telling you, Kip, this is the great life. No rules, no responsibilities. Ooh, the
3: little cream filled kind. And best of all, no worries. Well, kid
1: Oh, well, a matata. Ooh. Slimy, Yep, satisfying satisfied. That's it. It means no worries for the rest of your day
0: Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase. Remember that from the Lion King? Whatever worries that you've got, take them to God. God bless you. Thanks for joining our broadcast. Remember, any questions or anything else that you've got, do let us know. And if you'd like to forward this CD audio onto a friend or family member, then please do. Who knows what God God might do through that. God bless you. Bye-bye.